Mr. Zone 6, DJ John Gaston Grills, we going in. Gucci, 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 Burr, Gaston Grills, DJ Drummer, Gucci, we going in. Drummer start the bitch out like this. Gucci. Somebody bring out the confetti, baby. Zone 6 shining. Gucci, looks like in the kitchen, my wife is bitching, but I ain't got no type of stress, and I'm trying to stretch. Hold up, I whip my left wrist, call me left wrist, right wrist, make the word twist like it's chopsticks. Roof gone, put your prayers in my top is outside. My old school, make them hate me for the passion. Loud in, there's a loud in, got this strong hand, count up a hundred thousand in my long jump up on these Like even, I guess that why they blocked. I feel like even angrier. We were better <laughs> Like you know like This is our club music Like mental health You know And positivity And Well we were still Enjoying each other Yeah you know I, I, As I long get, as it wasn't A house party College party We have a different perspective Because we was doing this At college parties I mean this would get Some shit fucked up at college, But all I'm saying is Is like Somehow Somehow what brought people together man Like if you are like it wasn't like okay, I say it like this. I think this was this was my experience to a degree. Whatever, this is how a show gets started. Fuck y'all. In in my experience, <laughs> that shit right there, unless you might have just been already like I don't fuck with dog, which in that case, they could play fly to the bum with me. I was gonna fight. <laughs> but that right there, <laughs> it could get some shit started. If you rapping that, you feeling it. I thought there, but now we are somehow unified. In the violence, and we all collectively, I know him because I seen him. We both have a fucking eight o'clock tomorrow, but goddamn it, they said it was going up on Thursday, and we're just gonna figure out Friday. So, I don't know. Uh, that's it. How y'all doing? But I just, you know, not to disrespect anybody's fucking uh, music choices. I just, I just stand on the fact that I just, you know. I mean, you could take his disrespect to music choice. It's okay. Yeah, it just was. It was bad. I'm not even saying like you know, promote the violence or whatever. But like, it was. Did you hear that shit? Come on, man. It was man. What a fucking time. I mean, is that does that kind of correlate with the uh, the statement Ye made a while back of like certain rap drums have that negative energy yeah. that it puts into you? Hell yeah. Like, like that's a that's, that's eight oh eights and, and that's kicks. A, that's another thing that pissed me off about Kanye, because like, or just it's not even just the Kanye thing; it's people in general. Where it's like, you get like a little piece of something because there's truth there, like you know, and then you just say that shit everywhere, and it's like, yo, that either is out of context or that doesn't make sense over here. Shit makes sense over here, and then you just using that shit so we can like boast your stupid fucking point. And I don't like that shit because vibrations is a thing; they fucking matter. Absolutely. Everything is a vibration. Everything is a vibration. I mean, we talked about that last week. Didn't we talking about how people may not understand the vibration that they're giving off. We definitely knew the vibrations that this was going off because being at whatever insert institution in the Midwest or the South where a room full of educated and attempted educated individuals are in said room bopping to stuff like this, knowing that we're going to have degrees shortly. <laughs> nah, like the leaders that. of of America 
Yeah, I don't know. That's sometimes why I think like some of the hip hop conversations make it like it becomes difficult because it's like I get it. I get that these people might be commercially successful. I understand that labels and all the other stuff, shit might be behind them, but these motherfuckers who had like eras in fucking chokeholds. I don't, man. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, DJ Drama had things in the chokehold. Nah, drama was fucking. Everybody was gonna be attached to one of his mixtapes at some point. Yeah, for sure. Drama shit was like Gangsta Grills in general. Just had a chokehold on our college years. Actually, yeah, and I shit that can go back to um even the fucking even like high school because I know like it was like Jeezy stuff. What was that? What was that one? I mean, did y'all remember your your high school is a little different than mine? Um. Oh, look this like this shit right here. Let's cut this down because it's gonna be a stupid commercial. Yeah, we're not getting no fucking publicity over here, guys. <laughs> Unless you cut the. And check. we can't get sued because he's a mixtape. Oh, hold that's true. This shit right here. This shit just. <laughs> there wasn't a car that wasn't playing this shit. Get your pipe. Yeah, how these do motherfuckers is wheezy baby niggas bitching and I gotta tuck them. <laughs> Listen close, I got duct tape and rope. I leave you missing like the fucking old oh. bannons. One hand on my money, one hand on my buddy. That's the AK-47. Make his neighborhood love me. Bullets like birds, you can hear them bitches humming. Don't let that bird shit. He got a weak stomach. Niggas know I'm sick. I don't spit. I, I can't even. It's <laughs> like, I... To a degree, I got sick of hearing some of these mixtapes because I was forced to learn how to hop to them and set every night. That's, <laughs> that's a motherfucker, right? That's a not okay. <laughs> like, I know there's some out there, but like, what do y'all step to? Like, what do y'all stroll to? What do y'all hop to? Because like, even people's they, the the what is it? The drill music and all the stuff. Even everybody's regular dances and TikTok dances look like Sigma steps. Everybody got the fucking shaky knees and all this shit. You know, it used to be, yeah, it used to be like, you know, you walk in front of somebody, they fucking beat you to death. I remember like freshman year, like, and coincidentally, it was like the Sigmas. It was like our first party and like niggas was coming to the party and it was like, it was a problem. But they had like Boosie playing. I don't know if you're going to really be too scared to get out the way of a nigga trying to get sturdy on you. <laughs> I like being old. <laughs> like, like you know, you come through with the sturdy, with the sturdy stroll, man. Yeah. Is that? I don't know. I mean, except for us, our state the same. Well, capitals, capitals, they gon' they gon' shimmy and you know, shout they, out. To they gon' shoulder roll. Hey, and, shout out to Vince, man. You got loose shoulders now, hey, boy. Salute to you. Loose shoulders and Birdman hand rubs. They gon' do that <laughs> forever. That's just that's how they gon' get down. So there, I think there's some that still keep it, for the most part. I know for us, us they don't nobody barely want to change anything. They want to keep it as traditional as possible, which I ain't mad at it. So I fucks with it. Now, did you see? Uh, did I share it with you the clip of the dude that was trying to jump in the hop, dudes that was hopping on spring break? Yeah, and yeah, I feel like he got off easy. I mean, he did. He f- fuck wait time out let, let me <laughs> got off easy is a, I remember a time yeah. there was a time 
when you just knew that, like, that was, like, a fightity fight. Like, I know social media, I looked, like, clicking this page, I know the dude is, like, a fucking content creator influencer. He's, got a, he's just got a following. Right. And, you know, at a certain point, like, I don't know if he had, like, who he had with him, but, you know, it's at a certain point, like, you are as ass kicky as you are, like, you know, college students versus whatever these niggas might be on. So I don't know dude like that, but I know I've seen his some of his stuff, like, before, but I don't know who was with him. That's that was my that's my whole point, but yeah, it just it's you know it's different because I know I know what time when that would uh niggas would have got the stitched stop of that mooch in that head. Seen a few of those and it was like, eh. and here's I seen it from just multiple as much you know loose shoulders and everything. As funny as that sounds, shit, everybody. It's just like across the board, but I don't know. Like I saw conversations in there where it was like. People talking about bringing um, college shit to, like, the actual community, which is understandable. But I know there's a part of it that just is, like, you know, probably just general disrespect. So, I mean, I saw some of those same conversations of people saying, like, the general community doesn't care about Greek life and what our boundaries or representation is. It's like, that's that's something that y'all got to focus on within the campus world and amongst ourselves. The real world don't give a shit about that, which I can understand to a degree, but I also call cap a little bit. Because that made me think of, especially like when I was in high school mm-hmm. and the years to follow, the years before the years to follow, how many people were doing some variation of a crip walk that ain't a crip? Bars. Like that's disrespect. If you in LA, you know don't crip walk. If you are not affiliated with a crip gang, don't no, we had clown walking, so you still know the difference between clown walking and actually crip walking or whatever it is that you're trying to emulate. But people know not to really crip walk unless they want smoke in front of crips. You do that shit at home. You do it amongst mm. your homeboys or your homegirls. You could do it in the comfort of whatever little parties because people know that that ain't the space for it. But when you're in front of these people, you don't do things that disrespect this group of people. But for some reason... Especially today, because being disrespectful is looked at as uh, occupation. True. And people are making money off of it and monetizing it for whatever reason. It's okay to disrespect groups of people in front of those people. Like, if you crib walk, just just be your own shit. Like, here ain't nobody gonna, gonna bust through and be like, oh, you, we'll set you repping. Like, they ain't gonna press you like that. Is that because there's, like, a real element of danger associated with, like, gang shit? As a, and also, like... I know with fraternities, like, you still have, like, the, these are college organizations, and especially if you, you know, I don't know, aren't from that, you don't understand it, but I think, like, with gang shit, I feel like there's a understanding that these niggas will get, like, physically violent, dangerous, and these are college kids. But I think that's kind of the, the separation between, like, the streets and the campus, because mm-hmm. People that have been to college, they know and understand that, like, disrespecting this group of people in this way could get you stomped. Hell, the, the fucking the Reds, the Rose, the Zetas, the females will, <laughs> will jump on your ass, especially the Reds. You disrespect the Reds in some way, you male or female, they on your head. Yeah. It's because that's disrespect to us. But people that have the privilege of going to college understand that. Or people that have family members that have put them on game and helped them understand the world, they know to navigate that way. For people that's, we've been in the hood, I ain't never set foot on a college campus other than maybe slang something or get some ass. 
I don't really know these rules from this community. So that shit don't mean nothing to me. I'll shoot one of you niggas. It's like, yeah, but they they got guns too. You know y'all come from the same places. Mm-hmm. He just made it to a place that you felt like you weren't able to get to. So the the different understanding of, of different environments and communities, it gets missed to the point to where people are disrespecting each other. But we do that shit, for, like I said, we do that shit for fun today. Today, being disrespectful is a fucking occupation. Yeah, because I mean, I know as somebody who makes a lot of the vidges, um, I do think, you know, certain, there's a line between certain shit being funny and certain shit being disrespectful and like how you, you know, toe that line is kind of subjective. Yeah. And, you know, you figure it out, you do something and then, you know, if it's disrespectful, you figure it out on the back end. But I feel like that's kind of okay if like the intent initially was to maybe be funny and not disrespectful. Something about this did seem disrespectful. Like I felt like I'm just completely speculating. I don't know a lot of... uh Unless you just are like, you know, maybe younger and then like deep, deep in the hood that you don't have any understanding of how college life works, at least for your community, for black people. Like if you come right. from a black neighborhood, you understand, if nothing else, niggas know who like the Q's are and like the Kappas are. Like, you know, the ones that have like, you know, I'll say um, like significant uh, brands. No, no, no pun intended. Uh-huh. Like, you know, there's a, oh, those are the, you know, the barking dudes with the boots. Those are the niggas with the can. So you understand these groups have these things that go along with them. So to do that, you knew what you was doing. Now you can make the argument as to whether like, you know, what's funny and what's disrespectful. That's kind of toss up in the air. Like whether he was trying to be funny or if he specifically went, I'm going to go fuck with these niggas, which I can't knock that like go, you can go fuck with anybody you want to. But also I just feel like everybody shouldn't pretend like, Six nine situation is unique to him, right. so that's a gang thing. But you spend all this time trolling and fucking people, then cool. As long as you you know understand that if them niggas had decided to do a spinning heel kick, then like you know, right? He would have been like cool with that. Like just you know, I ain't saying what I'm not even saying what to do or what not to do. Just understanding that like hey, you know what's that Charlemagne shit? Like you could do whatever you want, and then people react how they react, and you kind of figure it out in the middle. Yeah. So I will say I felt like. I watched it. I was like, "We can say it's being funny, but also this was like specifically to kind of fuck with this group, right?" And that's 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 the part that kind of bothered me. Like the, not to say that for us we are above reproach mm-hmm. in any way. Like anybody can get disrespected. Anybody can get these jokes. Anybody can get whatever. But it's like you intentionally are trying to go out of your way to push the button to see what reaction you can get but you know the reaction already and you got the very very you got like a a three out of ten reaction from what it could actually be only because and i salute to to the bros on that one they like "Mm, we already know what he trying to do Mm -hmm. we not gonna feed into it any more than we already have let's let's cool it off let's go on about our business but then the entire community eggs on the bad behavior yeah. of antagonizing someone for the sake of fun and entertainment is like, but cause I saw people kind of saying shit about them and I was like, all they really did was like, they say like, you know, basically damn near a please stop. That's not, you know, that's disrespectful right. as opposed to niggas, him and somebody, which I've a hundred percent watched niggas I've go watched worse. And again, from a, it, it's not, it's not Q specific. It's across the board. Like, yes. The book club, depending what school campus you on, like, you did not, yeah, you didn't fucking do this. What are you doing? Black like, Student Union, yeah. Black United Student, all that. I fucking earned this and, you know, all that just, ooh. Which goes, well, I, go ahead. Go what, run, is, what is, what is, what, what is, I guess, I, but I, I understand, like, the, uh, I understand from that 
perspective, like specifically, you know, nigga who earns himself. Um, what is your thoughts on? Because if you didn't know, if you're not like a, if you don't watch, what was it on Vlad? You Vlad TV. Um, oh, you talking about the? Uh, Ro- yeah, Roland Martin came through and had like a whole spiel about the process of earning uh, your place in said organizations and what that looks like. And I thought about that because obviously that would feed into this. Like I mm. went through, depending, you know, wherever I went through a lot to obtain this and da 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 da. And going through that might might put somebody in a position where I'm finna kick this motherfucker's ass. And that's kind of rooted in the fact that I did so much to get this and you're not just going whatever, whatever. Understandable, but I guess from Roland Martin perspective, is that healthy? Because like maybe because according to him, you shouldn't have had to go through that much. Right to get this, you should. He and I, I, I'm gonna shoot him. I'm gonna give it. Be truthful. People, people were trying to act like he just said. Like, I take that back. There was a lot of comments that were good, but there was something like you know. Obviously, the conversation was like you know, you might as well go ahead and skate, which wasn't really his position. It was no. just you shouldn't have to get you know basically uh, you know physically uh, assaulted, assaulted. And I be wondering what people's like. Mainly I, people maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Everybody's gonna look at it different, just because. Like I, I had a similar stance prior to me getting online. Like I shared that I, I went through my process for the sake of being able to speak out against certain things. Mm. And then once I crossed, I was like, "This is gonna be way too big of a burden that I don't. I ain't gonna be the savior for all frats and how we reapproach this thing that we do." Mm-hmm. So I just kind of let it let it lie. I just like as, and as an individual, I can participate in some things that I can participate in, and not participate in certain things. And some stuff I just was like, I ain't gonna participate in because I don't agree with it. And I just kind of left it at that. But mm-hmm. I could understand in anything if I if I have to go through some sort of adversity to achieve this thing, whether it's from a negative standpoint from a positive standpoint whether it's build me up or or beat me down whatever it is if i had to go through adversity to earn this thing and i see somebody either mimicking that they have that disrespecting demeaning degrading it in any capacity that's gonna piss me off it's gonna make me mad it's kind of like the the, uh, situation with like we in our community got to work hard to get into colleges Mm -hmm. right and then we had the whole scandal with all the privileged white people paying for their white kids to get in without them having to put forth that type of effort. They don't yeah. have to have the test scores. They don't have to have any of that. It's just that your parents paid so you get to skate in and go through the selection process, whereas we already have a harder selection process than everybody, and we have to work harder just to get accepted the bare minimum. Facts. And then we still have to work hard to get into this. So like having your in- intelligence disrespected as somebody that has multiple degrees like can somebody come to you and disrespect your intellect knowing that you are somebody that is finishing a master's degree hell no but also i i will say that like um for me it's i don't i don't want to say it's complicated i'm okay with even when people sometimes even talk about say the the content on the pod or how i might talk Mm -hmm. like i'm okay with i'm gonna give you what i sound like quote unquote like professional I was gonna say educated but I'm flat out educated but <laughs> what I sound like uh in a professional sense but also in a more real dynamic and I've gotten into that what I feel like that is in a just a maybe even a philosophical space for um the field as a whole but 
I'm I'll meet you where you at because I'm just like that in person. Like I'm not nobody's like fucking Attila the Hun. I'm not Captain Asskick or nothing like that. But if you want to choose like disrespect, I feel like that's sometimes where we as a community, you kind of gotta. You don't have to go low, but shit, man. Whatever your belief system is, the man upstairs ran fire down here when they was fucking around. So I feel like sometimes we do a little bit too much of giving passes for shit that is blatant disrespect to people playing with you. Y'all say all that shit on the internet, mm-hmm. but motherfuckers only know how to go, you know, a thousand. Like sometimes, you know, this, we driving in a 40. You, you, what's that shit? You tried it. You driving 55 though. I'm only going to check you for giving for 55. I'm going to give you a ticket. I'm not going right. to fucking arrest you. You know what I'm saying? So there's, it's different, it's different levels for that. And I feel like sometimes people don't understand how to regulate that. Like even, even back to like, say the, um, going through a process conversation. I don't know that I agree with um, Roland in the sense that, or I guess I don't agree with, I guess, maybe how his message is perceived. Like, Because in the thing, he's like, that doesn't necessarily correlate to you being a good member. Right. And I will say from personal experience, I know, know a few. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this just across different organizations. It's like, yeah, you were the man at this aspect. And you were the man that somehow... Giving this, or actually, no, you the man to giving this aspect to other people. Some of y'all notice a lot of y'all are trying to be the man at giving the aspect. But when you get back to it, you really wasn't the man ever. But that's you know whatever. That's a whole another conversation. But that doesn't correlate <clears throat> to the fact of community service or even being a good whatever. This fuck like even down to the basic that, hey man, you number five. <laughs> Trey is depressed. Like you haven't. Let's go fuck on some bit. This is your moment to like really be a good brother. Or he's going through it. And you really don't have any of those qualities. You just was the guy who kind of boop, boop real good. Like you right. didn't go. There isn't a lot of stuff put in place for, you know, or some people, times people overlook or vastly overlook. The important part is the things that, you know, break you down as far as your negative attributes and build up positive attributes that this organization is supposed to be able to give to you. That is the breakdown. And when he said that, I'm like, you can't really argue that bar. Like, because... I will say that that it seems like amongst just the community or how it's perceived that that is supposed to be the aspect. Now, that's supposed to be a reinforcer of trying to do the whole whatever. But if you don't know how to do all the other shit, then you kind of... Right. I mean, part of my issue with the situation in general was like I was able, coming coming from L.A., I was able to look at the correlations between it. So like in this, in the video that I sent mm. street dudes and the comments and the video are like, we don't give a fuck about this shit that y'all do. We don't respect it. Not understanding that like you've earned your shit streetwise the same way I've earned mine. I actually had to go through it longer. You went through whatever, let's say five minutes of a put on. I went through five, six weeks of a put on. Mm. You should respect me more, but because I'm associated with education, you think it's something to dismiss. That's another part of the conversation. But just a fact for in the black community, we have to seek validation from each other through aggression. Yeah. Something that has to do with aggression and violence is how we deem each other worthy of each other's praise. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can be the man in this area. Using use the man because you went through this type of process, but you have none of the other qualities that we're supposed to be working towards. And arguably, other arguably, you know, 
I don't know. Fuck arguably. Those are the qualities that fucking wor- that matter when it's over with. Right. Like, you know, being able to um how do I pick my words properly? Being able to endure in that specific manner only matters in that specific thing. And I'm not even trying to be like somebody who's completely anti. I just want niggas to and I'm it's, I even thought this in school. I was like, this didn't produce anything. Cause once you and I remember we used to have word to doc. Doc used to always say like Nigga, this is not when you get in. That's the, and the other. Then you yeah. get in, and it's like, oh shit! There's things to manage. There's money. There's paperwork to make sure you be able to stay on campus, stay act whatever the fuck. Like, and if you want to actually be an active member and contribute, now we have things to do. I just saw fucking it was um during Christmas. It's Beeve and fucking Felix out there. Mm-hmm. Fucking or, that took organization. That took yes. and none of that. None of those qualities. Well, shouldn't say none of. You can if you have like a decent eye, but that's what it's for. I said, there we go. I say, if you see like, oh, this person can't endure this, that's maybe then that maybe that can transfer into enduring the difficulties or being a stand up individual in these areas of life. But you also have to like do those things as well. Like you have to teach those things. Right. Just niggas don't be teaching shit. Like it's niggas I knew. I never really the couple of them. Like it, uh, it was like, but yeah, you mean you really don't like uh You've never really said or taught me anything. You just <clears throat> really just showed up for this part. Right. Like we only talk about this part. There's nothing else that we've connected on. But that's how, obviously, that's how other people have been able to really skate. Because since this is a collective situation, like, you're judged independently until you get into your process. Then you are judged collaboratively. And then once you finish... You are a part of a unit, so you don't have to be looked at as a great individual as long as the unit is doing okay, mm-hmm. which doesn't and it, it enables people to not have to grow and better and mature themselves until we get out of this environment of, you know, a collegiate yard or whatever you want to call it. Once you get out into the real world, then you really have to show if you were a decent human being or not, and people can kind of judge you off that on an individual basis. Oh yeah, go ahead and check that, but. That was I don't know that was I like I understood Roland's part of like does this correlate with what we're actually trying to do cuz I know I went through my shit and I had moments of like I can endure this so sprinkling in a little mental health I can endure this cuz I can disassociate like I can go through my entire process and take all the consequences and repercussions and expectations that are thrown at me in the middle of my process it ain't really helping me and i'm just tapping into an unhealthy coping skill that i had prior to getting here which makes this easy for me to do but it's not helping me to become better and then i i gotta do the same shit afterwards like when i get in i gotta do this even more with every yard that i go to i'm already burnt out and mildly depressed from the shit that i just went to you want me to do this everywhere i go as opposed to being judged by an individual basis that's a good point about like the way you got through it did help did you had to like really lean into maybe like the worst part right like because i don't know man i tried dissociating and i was like well look man let's all just get mad and somehow it balanced out in the end but it was just it wasn't my best shit and i definitely like maybe like i'm still working on like hey you know <laughs> words like you know you can this is maybe not the fucking like you know tear it up time um so yeah i i i understand that like i never thought about that tonight but i was like oh yeah like in order to kind of 
What's that shit? Like, I don't know. It's like, it pick an anime episode where them niggas like have the inner dialogue with their dark self. Mm-hmm. And you just say, hey, man, let me take the, uh, let me take the wheel right now. Like, I, I promise I'm going to get us to the end. Like, I always do. <laughs> that shit, you'd be like, all right, nigga, go ahead. And somehow you wake up at the end and you done. But yeah, I don't know what I, the fuck this nigga did while I was down. But he, he, he got us here. Absolutely. I definitely went through, like, sticking with coping skills. A lot of suppression and repression. Like, I'll be honest. Me being a tail, those that are in the community, you live, know what it... What, <laughs> live life. You know what it comes with being the tail. Right? <laughs> so... I'm Mattel, I'm in grad school, I'm I'm training for my pro day and all this stuff at the same time. Either way, those of you that know, you know what I had to experience because of my process. Salute to Malik, man. Right. Um, but it was a lot of suppression and repression for me as far as coping skills. Now, I'll be honest with you, during the months leading up to the months during and the months after, I really can't remember much of like my, my LBs will say stuff and I can kind of vaguely remember it, but they remember it way more vivid vividly than me because I had to check out to endure the things that I was enduring and juggling. Like I had to go on autopilot. That's the only way that I was going to, going to make it through. So from a mental health space, like, is that really building me up? Yeah, not really. And even to draw the correlation between like the 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 separation between the streets and the collegiate environment, that's the same thing that a lot of street cats be doing too. Yeah. They check out in this lifestyle and they just let this response come out of them because they think that that's what's going to protect them. There was a um I literally saw that shit yesterday while I was like fucking around at work. It was like a a clip and it was Walker talking about his mindset when he was like you know, doing the street shit. And he was like, as I kind of got there, he's like, I kind of always, but I guess he was like, I was cognizant of what I was doing or why I was doing it. I wanted this connection, this brotherhood, this whatever. Mm. So that correlation to it is like, everybody doing the same shit. Like sometimes, like I remember I was like, when we first, when I first crossed, like I had a friend of mine, I'll go back to my dorm. I'm feeling myself like fucking, like I'm fucking amazing. And he made the joke and I thought it was funny as hell. He was like, oh man, y'all niggas just joined the gang. I was like, "How dare you? We're yeah. not blowing." He was I used like, to get triggered by that shit. Too. He was like, "Think of it." He was like, "But he was like, think about it. Y'all got colors. Y'all hold down a specific, you know, space of property. Y'all got little calls and shit like that. Y'all got secret little handshakes." And I was like, "Damn!" Like you know, me at fucking nineteen, I was like, "That blew my fucking mind." But that correlation, I feel like you know, there are like simple correlations, but I think more on the Walker perspective now is like. Niggas are looking for community. Niggas are looking for, especially, you know, with the issues that black men have in general, maybe like with fatherhood or maybe with like positive male, whatever. So you're looking for any place to like connect because you've been out here fucking wheeling and dealing alone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I always find it weird like when niggas, well, I don't always find it, but I think it's unfortunate. It's usually words, guys. See, I'm tr- see, look at me, listening to me. <laughs> but it is unfortunate to see like, I'm like, y'all are missing y'all's, y'all are the same. And one can be, like, you know, more positive than the other. But, like, to see, like, gang niggas or whatever. Sometimes I used to think, like, that came from also a space of envy. Like, I had to go do it this way. I was going to say the same thing. You got to do this little shit, and you niggas get to dance and have the same shit. And you got to fucking nigga fuck you niggas. I was going to say it comes from a place of envy from they wanted to do the same thing, but didn't believe that they could. So they, they did the same thing junior. 
Ooh, so to speak. Because I've come across a lot of street cats when I was younger, you know, coming home and all that. They'd be like, oh, are you, uh, what they call you, a Q? Yeah. Oh, man, I'd, I always, like, my so-and-so was this, and I always grew up admiring them. Like, if I would went to college, I'd have done the same thing. But, man, you know, I ain't had a grades, or I didn't have this, or I didn't have that, that, or I got caught up in these streets. So it's like they wanted to be able to connect to men in a better or different way within this environment, but they couldn't, so they settled for the street version of it oh, because yeah. they didn't think more of themselves to be able to still go after that thing that they were desiring. I've experienced that because me being, you know, I like, you know, wherever. So I'm really like, I'll be thinking I'm, I like to not be outside. But whenever I had that little, that little phase, when I just was outside, and I was, you know, going outside and places, maybe I shouldn't have been outside it. <laughs> what always helped me out was conversations like that. It was like, who is you? Where is you? I was like, I'm such and such. And I always dropped the college bomb. And fucking nine times out of ten, it was like, oh, nigga, you was you in college? I thought about going to college. You know, I used to ball with her, but you know, I Oh, and that shit really wasn't for me. And then right. you kind of have a conversation. I dropped me a couple little laughs and jokes in there. I'm a cool nigga for the night. But I've seen and felt that sentiment. And there was, you know, it was always like a little sentiment of like, or it felt like some, not always. Sometimes the niggas was just like, oh shit, nigga, that's cool. But some of the conversations I would have that went longer, it was like, you really wish you'd have done something different. And so me being fucking like stupid Captain Optimistic all the time was like, you know, you give it a shot and niggas be like, almost give you the look like, I appreciate you, like, you know, Saying that, but we we both fucking know. Like I'm, I'm pretty solid at what I'm doing. Right. I mean, not even that. Is this like I've had that conversation and I've seen the defeat in people's faces. Yeah. Because I tried to give them some uplift to mm-hmm. a degree. It's like, nah, brother. Like I speak life into like this shit ain't. I used to kind of minimize myself for the sake of trying to uplift them like yeah oh, man I like that like yeah. man I ain't, I ain't really no student like that it's like well i'll be honest with you i ain't really no student like that either yep. i just stayed dedicated and just work my ass off i'm sure you know if you can navigate in this area you can do it in this area you just got to do this that and the Fucking other blah blah, blah you can do it and they just like nah I just it, it it ain't it ain't for me like not knowing their worth. I've had that conversation as far as men not knowing their worth in regards to relationships and things of that nature. But there are even some other avenues in in dudes' lives where they don't know their worth or they diminish their worth because they are defeated before they even attempt. I would say they correlate. If you've gone through a life, but you maybe thought you could have been this, that, and a third, or you only or correlate like you know we correlate a lot of our success to sports like yeah. a motherfucker and then entertainment or some shit so maybe you were the dude and shit nigga sports just didn't work out for you but you don't really know what other avenues of success really look like or you don't really really value them so you gonna walk around like I, like how many niggas really probably walk around like I'm the nigga but you really not so you do take a lot of shit here 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 and here because you don't really think you good enough like you you might know um I don't know I'm drawing a blank on really good insert your favorite like wholesome uh black girl character you could have really been fucked with her she really fucked with you but you don't really think that you the nigga that like deserves that right even if you like aren't a hood nigga you might have turned your shit around and you just might not have whatever you don't value your shit so you're settling for ah you know i hate this mom I hate this bitch it's right there but if you you know, you don't manifest any all that other horse shit. It's two way street, right? Y'all, you know, find that Bigsburg quote that you be fucking reposting. It's <laughs> you, my boy. Like, <laughs> I like the at least the connection and expression of how like that little bit of a thought 
can follow you in every aspect of your life throughout your entire life. So I can think it can start at a young age. It could be junior high, high school where I just don't feel like I am worthy or worth it. And I just continue to make decisions that are expressing of that mindset or that space that I'm in. What I choose to do in my life is going to show that I don't believe in me. The women or men that I choose to date show that I don't believe in me for real. How I posture myself with today's society on social media may be because I don't really believe what it is that I like I'm trying to portray a different image than what I actually see myself as or I'm just not going to post certain things because I'm not confident in it or whatever the case is but how somebody's mindset about themselves really does shape the reality that they're living in and then we don't realize how we can see commonality in other people like you're doing the same shit you're just more successful in this area I'm struggling in this area, but I also can see how me and you may be the same. So maybe I can actually do some of this, maybe not the exact same thing that you're doing, but I have the ability to still be where I am, but improve because I see other people doing the same thing and I see a little bit of me in them. Inception, guys. Did y'all watch the movie Inception? That just sounds like Inception to me. Like the the core thing, I know I'm, I got this movie stuck in my head because I made fun of Blair this week using it. So I <laughs> just was like, uh. But it, it makes sense, like if you know how they did, you know the top scene. You spin the top, you have a core idea, and that core idea, and like he says it in the film, like you know it's like it's simple, like a simple thing of what did he say for her? Like your world's not real. Fucked her whole life up. Nothing I touch from here on, she couldn't touch her kids, couldn't touch her husband. Jumped off a building because mm-hmm. I think it's whatever. Right. So like that's, that's some that's some of the issues sometimes that I'm watching some of these fucking clips because I'm like there's. Y'all are touching on something, but if you start peeling it back, the issues in the the issues in the dead center, the issues in the core of it, and it's something just simple, like you said, like like um for like you know some of these niggas, like I don't think I'm good enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I can't whatever, or whatever the fuck, and that's the driving fucking theme of, ah oh, that shit just ain't for me. I'm a this that and the third. No, nah, nigga, you don't believe in yourself, and you can peel back through all the fucking you know you can start making it correlating to make it make sense to the experiences. This person told me this or that, or this person didn't, didn't whatever. I don't feel supported. And you know, it could be something as simple as like, you know, this shit got told to me when I was 10. Should something that was, was told to you when you was 10 stick with you like that? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> strong Fuck. for no reason. Fucking strong. <laughs> but, um, it's like, no, well that might've been told to you when you were 10 and that day, 50, like five or six good things happened. It just so happened, them five or six fucking things happened, and now you fucked up at like, you know, and it stuck with you. So it's a really long roundabout way to say that, like, <laughs> the core th- issue could probably be something super simple, but, you know, would probably help. You know, I'm a fan of this thing called therapy. So you go to therapy, and you have some conversations, like what I just tried to stuff into that fucking couple minutes. And then y'all work it out. And then you end up fucking realizing, like, hey, man, like, I used to be the world's, like, you know, biggest ass-kicking blood. But I turned around, and now I'm an engineer at 37. Pretty good at it, too. Or a farmer. Or a farmer, because that's fucking necessary. Right. That Like, those, those conversations always, so going back to, like, how music affected how you think and feel, like, That conversation makes me think of DMX a lot. 
For sure. Because he, although he had a gift in being able to speak life into people outside of music, he definitely spoke degradation into himself in his music. Like, I, I really like the fucking, uh, the Limp Biscuit remix with him on it. Mm-hmm. Not the air. I think it's either the air raid or the whatever raid. I know there's two versions, and one was the rap version with him and Method Man on it. But I always hear the lyric like, "Ain't never been shit, and ain't gonna be shit." That's why I take shit whenever I see shit. It was like mm-hmm. he always spoke in that way about himself of like, "See, I ain't shit. I ain't never been shit." I'm lucky to be able to do this music thing and it's helped me. But in the back of my mind, I still approach myself as if I ain't shit and I'm trying to figure out how to be less of an ain't shit person than I really am. Yeah. See, that's the, that's almost sometimes the danger of the creative spaces because you create creativeness, creativity comes from, you know, positivity, negative, anything you're feeling. If you're creative, you can kind of make that shit work. And it can obviously become like financially, um, you know, lucrative, lucrative or whatever. Right. But for somebody like a DMX who's self-aware, but you get into one of those like negative thought patterns. So it's like somebody needed to come there and go, hey, whoa, I'm glad that you, you know, recognize that where you've come from. But let's start to turn that shit around because you're pretty you're a lot. You're actually like the fucking shit. Like there was an era where like shit even think like Hove talked about like there was a, this nigga was the most outrageous thing fucking walking like yeah nothing nothing top dmx like the even the clip of like dmx is the only person to perform in front of the whole world and it just shows him at the festival and there's just like a sea of thousands of people he's up there fucking just controlling the whole crowd but you need somebody there to kind of help you go like look man like this thought process is getting you here because some people think like you know that's keeping it real and in context in a certain context you are keeping it real you came from a very shitty environment, and what was it like? You know, besides the abuse that probably happened, like, like what was it like his mom dropped him off somewhere, and he like, it was something. It, it was something. probably he went through abuse. He went through yeah. It was drugged a, a whole bunch of different shit. Yes, the fr- like, and he talked about that story. Like the like had a homie, and he's like, and even like in the midst of it, like, why the fuck would you do this to me? Like now I'm, you know, some other, and I think even that was like a, I think it was kind of like a fucked up thing to have that much awareness because it's like some people might go like, damn, you know. We was getting high, shit happens. He was a very aware, like, why the fuck would you do this to me as a kid? I looked up to you. I have no, I have nobody I'm looking up to. Nobody. So, like, mad fucking just deep. But that's somebody who, like, the awareness still needs a bit of direction because you got to go like, hey, hey, let me pull you up out of this shit right. and kind of learn how to focus that shit so we can build some goddamn positive behaviors or whatever and thought processes and so on and so forth. Right. Now, that's to kind of tie it back into the... the fraternity conversation Greek life conversation I could side with Roland in that that's what he's saying the process is supposed to be mm-hmm. there's gonna be some chaos there's gonna be some dysfunction there's gonna be some ways that you come in or develop during this process where you do not feel like you are enough and this is supposed to rein you in and help you see hey 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 don't let that get too out of control I want you to really understand how great you are, how great you can be, and how you are in the process of becoming great. And this is how you need to learn to apply these things, not just to this process, but to the rest of your life. I want you to be able to figure this shit out. Like the the guiding light. This process is supposed to help you better understand how to utilize a guiding light, and that ain't what it always ends up being. Well, yeah, I think think there has to be, um, I mean, you know, 
everybody organization, how they set up, whatever is different. But I know we used to have like Doc was really hands on, like Doc was our advisor, or whatever. Right. And Doc was always super hands on about being like, even if you didn't get it, there was shit that it sounds like some fucking hokey bullshit, but there was shit motherfucker was saying at like nineteen and twenty, because even post coming coming across, it was like shit he would say about us. You know, he took the time to understand us as people, and it was like that ain't that. And you fuck around be. Like graduate, and I was like, "Oh, that's what the fuck he was talking about." But mm-hmm. that's somebody who took the job serious. Of if you're gonna be here, it is incumbent upon me to help you become better than when I got you, right. as opposed to now we got an opportunity to get you know some free shit, opportunity to fuck somebody over. If you're not taking the job seriously, uh, then you should maybe like you know maybe wait in the back and just see what the fuck these other niggas do that are dedicated to the fa- to bringing in people who are good, people who are you know. Good fit people who mesh around people are gonna you know benefit as much as they can benefit the organization. We can also benefit them to help their lot because that's what the fucking whole thing is for. If I'm gonna be like really really fucking flippant, you know you like what you like, you like what you vibe with. But the whole fucking purpose of all these shits is niggas line up, <laughs> let's do this shit together, let's go from what we had over here and build this over here. I don't give a fuck if you pledge fucking uh. Chair five ass like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Y'all are supposed to be sitting in a, or sitting in a way that when the asses touch the sheets, seat, something positive happens, and now you've got a fucking uh, antique chair company. Whatever the fuck you're doing, like right. that's the point. So I don't know. I feel like niggas be missing the mark on a lot of shit. Right in that regard, yes. When the ass touch the sheets, yeah. there should be. Even in that regard. Yeah, we gonna be in here in these sheets, you know. Still got to be some positive outcome of this bullshit too, but the correlation of how that applies in every area of our life, and so even taking it to our favorite discussion of fucking relationships. Oh, we had a question about that too. We had some questions. But oh, people, well, uh, I'll table that to a degree. Well, I'll say like, how does how does one? I ain't gonna even say as a man, but whatever, male or female person in general, how does somebody help navigate a relationship into a positive direction to help somebody understand the better parts of themselves when they are not where they are supposed to be? How would, how would you? I think part of that, if I'm making, still making the correlation between the two, like you were supposed to be of service. Service, but what up, guys? Um, <laughs> but you are supposed to be of service to your partner. Like, uh, obviously, most of these relationship conversations are always talked from the space of, um, and I understand that I resonate with that, and that is important to understand of like not being taken advantage of what is this person giving to you, but also understanding your what are you giving to the relationship. I think a lot of times, um, obviously, like my experience, like you know, looking on the Female side, you know, what do you bring to the table? It's not a bad conversation. It is right. not something to always to take, you know, take advantage of somebody. But it is like, if you're not understanding and very, very adamant about, I bring this to this thing, like, fucking with me, you know, <laughs> have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire. Like, if you fuck with me, you will end up being in this space. I know what I give. I'm caring. I'm considerate. I'm thoughtful. I'm generous. I'm fucking... Um, I'm a good listener. Like all of these things can help. You know what? I'm super knowledgeable about this, this, that, and the third. If you're not into it, cool. I am. And I can help build you here whatever. Like those are things that if you're in a relationship space, if you can't really think about that to yourself, if your own only thing is what this motherfucker can give to you, <clears throat> you probably a shitty partner. And the way these dynamics are always talked about and discussed amongst everybody, like, you know, it, 
breeds that level of bullshit. Like, shit, I just saw a fucking clip where 50 talked about how everybody love, you know, love you like a fat kid love cake. 50, 50 is a smart nigga, too. Like, Brilliant. Not just, not just like, like, you know, when you, like, hear 50 talk, I'm like, oh, this nigga be thinking about shit. But it was like, you know, people talked about that shit, like, um, you know, I'll lay you like a fat killer cake. And he was like, that's bad. Like, so you guys know that's like not a compliment. Yeah, like, that's where you love and are giving of something to you, give yourself to something so much to the point that it hurts you and it doesn't give you anything back. Fat kid loving cake, diabetes, die, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. not fat shaming, just saying like super unhealthy. And that's how niggas run a lot of conversations. If we're talking about music and vibrations and what it does to your brain or plasticity, pick a topic, any topic, all of it works. Um, too much of these conversations make you go, okay, my fucking goal in this shit is to just grab my ankles and let this person run through my life because that's how I'm validated is what I can give to somebody. And it's like, no, nigga, like, you're a person. You're a human being. You deserve blah, 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 blah. Like, I've been said on here a whole bunch of times. Like, man, shit, like, take a... I be, I be listening to what they be saying. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, you know what, baby? I resonate with that. Fucking same. I feel the same way. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can kind of go into, uh, like, taking it back to the conversation of what you bring to the table. Somebody can think that loving you like a fat kid loves cake is what they bring to the table, not realizing that that's an unhealthy thing that you're bringing to the relationship. Like, that's obsession. Codependency is fucking Absolutely. gross. <laughs> Super but it's rampant in relationships. Like, oh yeah, I want somebody that's up. I see that so much mm-hmm. of, of like memes of people posting how they want their partner to be obsessed with them or they don't really love them and they don't want them around. It's like, yeah, but that's not, none that's not that. a good thing. You, you're saying that, that needs to be in the space, but no, that actually, it, that that's the worst thing that you can possibly bring into this space. So you're thinking this is a strength when really it's not even a weakness. It is not a deterrent for some people. It is going to disintegrate and break down what you're actually trying to agree. Like, this is acid. This is not concrete. This is acid. But that also is one of those things of, like, understanding, like, the core of a thing. Like, because some of that, that's why I'm like, when people say that, I don't believe they want love. Like, your core, if I'm doing the inception little shit, the core thing, the spinning top, is I want attention. I want to be, um, you know, Word to be, you said talk about pride and egos and relationships. That's a, to me a clear example of your ego is running the show. Right. It has nothing to do with I love this person. This is like Mars is my best friend. This is my motherfucking like this is my person, and I just like being around them and whatever, whatever. Like it's none of that. It's like be obsessed with me, or I'm fucking obsessed with you. Which is some now you now you know your spinning top is it's nothing in that fucking safe. I have no self worth. I I absolutely 100% judge myself off of my ability to have this partner. I identify 100% with them. Like, I'm I'm super just, it's them and only them. As opposed to being like, nah, man, we're two, like, whole human beings, like, functioning and existing together. You want to go over there and fucking have a day at Nintendo World with your fucking friends? See you on fucking Monday. Whatever the fuck. I'm finna sit in this house and scratch my ass. Whatever the fuck. Like, that type of shit. Understanding what real connection is. I'm connected to my like okay like this is one this is the thing like you know that conversation about like how if you could, I talk word to Joe I'm bouncing all over the place me and Joe had a conversation early this week about like what love looks like expanded across all your relationships like romantic love is one of the only loves that we look at and it has these weird sets of rules like I'm no less connected to my mother who I love to death she's in a whole nother state so you know 
with your partner, there's this like obsessiveness to it. And I'm not saying as you know, somebody you know, I like touchy feely shit. I like being, I like being up under my person to a to a point. But if that motherfucker needed to go to, I don't know, man, China to learn some new form or whatever, and was gone for six months, then I'm finna fucking hold it down for six months. I'll be okay. And y'all are weird with that when y'all talk. That's how it sounds very weird to me. We stop paying attention to the fact that this person that you are saying you want to co-create with, that they have their own life journey, transition, path that is completely outside of your expectations and requirements of them. They're still an individual. They're still somebody that has a purpose in and for their life that has nothing to do with you. But your ego says like, no, their existence has to become part of my existence. And that's not true. At least not, not from my standpoint. Even speaking from like a, a non-monogamous or a polyamorous space, like this person needs to go. You gave the analogy. This person needs to go to this country for six months and do this so they can fulfill a certain requirement for themselves. And I love them enough to like, hey, do your thing. I'm okay. I support you. And I understand these boundaries. It's the same thing within polyamory or non-monogamy. Like, I understand that you may need this. It doesn't mean that you care about this any less. You just have to do something else or you have to do something in addition to that's going to build or grow you. And I support you in that. You do that in every relationship that you have your entire life. Your friends don't have to be just your friends. Your friends have different friend groups, just like you have different friend groups. But when it comes to your partner, you say that it's not possible for your partner to have an interest in connecting with other people outside of you. What if she connected on stage with Chris Brown and he gyrating his genitals in her face that's what Keith said you did, not Keith Felix Felix said did that guy overreact I mean that's leaving that's his a, girlfriend that's an easy layup for that one cause, cause for me she paid to go when she paid to go to the concert so that's a one and however many people are in this room chance that she's has the opportunity to be chosen right say if mm-hmm. it's 50,000 people in here I have a one in 50,000 chance of this happening and it was me Mm-hmm. Chris don't want like Chris been fucking since been fucking. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I get to you in your world. She means a whole lot. Apparently, not that much because you're really ready to easily dismiss her over something small. <laughs> Good All right, but it's like Chris ain't thinking about your girl, dog. He's just trying to. I'm here to make my money. Yeah, I, I, that's I, like getting a stripper getting. I mean, a, a stripper's boyfriend getting mad because she give somebody else a lap dance. Like, dog, you know, the purpose of me being here is to do this interaction, right? Like, it doesn't mean shit. Like, this is just my occupation. He's doing his occupation. He's not thinking about her in that capacity. She's not even really thinking about it in this capacity because she may be like, I'm on stage and I'm just having the best experience. This is going to go viral. People are going to know that I forever got to dance with Chris Brown, whatever. She's thinking of it as this special moment for me and your your jealousy and insecurity kicks in because you think it's supposed to be more than that. He probably took a picture with her, gave her the church hug, signed autograph or something, and I think then he would did take the picture. Yeah, he'd be like, I, I'm never gonna see this girl again. Because like, I, I know dude, dude was mad about the on stage performance where they were like grinding. Like I think, I, but even from what I saw, like it was, I don't know, man. If you saw her at the house doing that with a nigga, maybe you can get mad. But like she goes, she gets chosen to go up there with Chris Brown. Right. Like, you are automatically, you know, he's not finna go up there and, like, patty cake with her. Like, she sat in a chair. This nigga has been gyrating on people and stages yeah. in, in, in the air since he was, what, 17? Something like that, yeah. 
And I think like I do I, this in every city and state that I go to for every show. I got 10 shows here in this city alone. Every show, I'm going to do the same thing with a yo, different 10, person. 10 shows in one city. Yeah, that nigga be fucking cooking. I mean, it's I'm off topic, but like, yeah, 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 it's the same as fucking Harry Styles was here for like two weeks. I don't give a fuck. About I don't him. care about him. I don't know why he was here for two weeks, but I apparently he made. Oh, you yes. know, you actually know a song. That's, I don't. I still don't know why he exists. That's the but. fucking song, and that's the song that I think they like. That's the song that everybody's ready to beat up him over Beyonce shit, which they, you know, they kind of had a point because like that's I heard that song. So like, I heard that song in the gym every fucking literally every day. Ridiculous, but anyways, um. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. And from, I guess, like, from the footage I saw, like, she seemed to be having a good time. But you know how motherfuckers, you could tell somebody up there, they finna fucking let loose. Like, that video where that, uh, where that, where Janet Jackson's up there and she rubbing on dog junk, that nigga had an out of body experience. And so, uh, you know, I envy that man to the this nigga. Baby. <laughs> uh, and so, I don't even, he didn't even look like he liked women. Yeah, I think she converted him. <laughs> yeah, like Janet Jackson performed full conversion up there with some wild shit. Nigga had a whole it was wild. But I think um and I'm not I'm still I'm, I'm not I'm not justifying dogs head, but if I'd have seen the clip, maybe I didn't see the right clip where it looked like she was finna like suck this nigga's dick on stage, then maybe you have like a yo bitch, like damn, this is one thing to enjoy the performance. It's another like what the fuck are you doing? It seemed like she was doing even the goofy white girl like, "Whoa!" Yeah, she was just fangirling. From yeah. what I recall, I only watched it once, but it just looked like she was just fangirling, which anybody would fucking do. You would fucking celebrate. Yeah. It's it's different than uh, old boy a couple months back that was on stage with Coyle Ray and he started trying to like grab her cheeks as she was dancing on him and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guess if I'd have seen something like that, I could justify Dog's point. But if your partner's up there, you go to see one of these artists, you know, they have a... a, a I don't know, like an entertaining interaction. Like, I'm going to sing my song. We're going to interact. That's that's fine. Like, if the artist, you know, started trying to put his finger up her ass or something, you can get mad, but get mad at Chris in that moment. Right. If there's some footage that I didn't see where this girl is like, yo, I'm finna grab this nigga ass. I'm finna fucking lose it. But she just seemed like she was up there fangirling over being able to be on stage and engage with, with, with one of her favorite artists. That's perfectly fine. If it starts getting into something where you feel like, I don't know where she may be getting whatever. Then I would, I don't know. I, I could, I could argue the other side more, but I didn't see that. I did make a joke when um, I, I sent the response back to Felix. And I think that one's funny, but if, okay, take that back. If somebody did what I said in that message, I was like, okay, he was, you know, cause it was like, what would you do? And in general, I'm probably not going to do shit, but if you want salacious, now, you know, the scissor, the scissor fucking uh, concert come out and a nigga want to say, you know, have her sit on this nigga face on stage. Then you probably got action boss. That's different. So, I don't know. I don't... Kind of tying it into the conversation from earlier, like, you're showing how value, how little you value yourself by reacting that way. Because, I granted, can you compete with Chris Brown when it comes to fucking dancing and singing? No. Like, he's, he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent, but he got you beat. But when it comes to me being attractive, especially attractive to this girl who is my girlfriend, mm -hmm. you don't feel like you can compete to the point to where you have to take it personal that he just does his job with her. And you like, oh, insecurity. She was doing whatever. It was mad disrespectful. This artist that has been a, that is going to go down in the Hall of Fame, he's, he's going to get Hall of Fame accolades for what he's accomplished at some point. 
he invites me to come on stage and I'm supposed to be like, oh, yeah, no, because my boyfriend. Would be, <laughs> what? I paid a hundred dollars to get in here and enjoy this concert. Probably more because she had to be a hundred dollars. Well, you know, if she's lower enough to get picked, she's probably a hundred, hundred fifty. Um, this is way more reasonable than Beyonce prices, I'm sure. But I paid this money to get in here and have this experience just to watch. And now I actually get to be a part of the show. And you want me to say, no, nah, because of your insecurity and ego, you don't value yourself enough to be like, yeah, my girl can go on stage and dance all on Chris Brown. I don't give a damn. And I guarantee she's still going to come home to me. Like that's self-worth. Mm-hmm. That's worth within your relationship. That's trust within your relationship. You should be able to have that level of security within yourself. All you did was validate that you are an insecure individual and you don't really value who you are. You don't see importance in yourself. Yeah. Or, I mean, well, I think it's two for it. And also, like, you know, I don't know, man, that's time to evaluate the relationship. Because if you don't really trust this person like that, that still could be like an insecure thing. Right. Like, it's, I'm not knocking, I'm not taking away the insecure piece. But nigga, shit, if you don't trust her like that, then shit, I don't know, man, this motherfucker, she go to the grocery store when you're not there. Right. Like, Whatever dude that's in the grocery store Got a better chance of bagging your girl Than Chris Brown Because he actually would try It's a nigga who collect the baskets Be like you know, Fuck her in this vest And he do nah, Absolutely I mean, it's, there's Been, a, been a right over Right out front the store Put it right on top of the baskets And just It's only Only fans and Twitter content out there That shows that people be getting it in on their job site. That would just make me think, well, bro, who you fucking? If you that insecure about her, one, you don't love yourself, but what are you doing to where you don't trust something as simple as this interaction? Yeah, leaving her, I don't know, leaving her seemed nuts. Even if you were like, you know, goddamn, boy, this nigga putting a lot of ball juice on this motherfucker uh, clavicle. Like, you know, I, I'll give you, like, you know, you don't got to be fucking Zen Jedi Lord. I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you some space to be like, hey, man, you know, shit, you know, that's a lot of, Nigga putting a lot of gooch on your shoulder. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you can even maybe have that conversation. But even that is still geared towards her reaction to it. Right. I don't know what I saw. If I saw, like, from what I saw, I didn't see anything that seemed like it was like, well, I'm finna get this nigga some pussy. It was, it was seemed like, you know, I'm enjoying the fucking shit or whatever. So, I don't really got nothing for dog, man. Like, leaving, yeah. leaving, like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. All the ball juice on that outfit that you want to. You enjoyed yourself? That's good. That moment went viral. You know, everybody saw that, right? He was like really on you. Like he just, he was really grinding on you. And you didn't wash that outfit yet, did you? I'm putting that bitch right. We about to sell this outfit. And That's a good point. Like I, I'm yeah. secure enough to, I don't give a, do you understand? You can sell, this is a viral moment. You better sell this outfit. And like make make it worth your while. You can get your ticket money back and then some and still have the experience that nobody Wait, else got to gotta, have. You got to double down on the fact this nigga, this was mid-performance, all right, guys? This is sweat. Juicy on this motherfucker. Like she ain't washed nothing. It's going to smell like Chris Brown. It's I'm, some, I'm it's, selling it for. It's some crazy derangement. Sell her car and her mama car to get enough money to get that motherfucking jumpsuit. Absolutely. Y'all seen Swarm? Somebody's crazy enough yes. to go to, to them lengths to be able to do that, and I'm going to capitalize on it. I ain't got time to be insecure right now. Let's figure out how to capitalize off this moment without being nasty about it. Damn, I never really thought about these last two. It's not relationshipy though, but it does go back to music. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on AI and music? Oh, I mean, how I think of AI and music is that's just... Ooh. 
deconditioning us for what's going to happen in the future, right? (laughs) Exposing us to something so we're desensitized to it. At some point, they already have a lot of control over artists, and we've seen how, in say the last 10 years, a lot of artists have decided to go independent and been successful with it. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a way for record companies or people to make money off of us without even needing us in the process so it's going to be a different way for people to continue to leech and mooch off of our culture so to speak without giving anything back to it that's that's what i think is one of many possibilities yeah i think like i think that from that perspective i think you cannot even get into the whole like conversation we had earlier with the kind of the vibes and shit because talking about vibrations and all that other shit i think you know obviously ai could probably like put something together but some of these things definitely like are man-made like you know make the vibe the energy and all that shit you put into the music but now i feel like it definitely will take away from artists and artists leverage will lose as hard as far as how more advanced it get because you have like you know you got artists that might be beefing or some shit like man it would have been great to hear michael jackson and fucking prince on the song ai get good enough you can fucking do that shit and I don't really know what that would look like as far as paying or maybe not paying these estates. Because if you do some weird AI shit and you own the software and the software just happened to create these voices, is that intellectual property? Are you stealing from these people? Because technically this fucking AI thing made it up altogether. Like, I'm I'm like anybody else. I've watched enough fucking uh, Terminator and all that other shit to believe all oh, this shit will take the fuck over. So it is mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And I'm not really a fan of it because I'm like, you know, I don't know. I think I'm coming into my dinosaur era. Like I have said this before. I remember, you know, if you wanted to listen to Ice Cube, you had no choice but to pick up a Cube tape. Like there is nothing else to sound like Cube. You have to go find fucking like Ice Cube. Same thing for basically even DMX. You have to go to DMX to find DMX. You have to go to Meth to find Meth, so on and so forth. So the idea of just something just making some shit up, I don't like that shit. I don't think it's good. I think that shit they tried couple months ago where they had like the I don't know man it looked like fucking um robot six nine or some shit. <laughs> I mean fam. we already was it last year or the I think it was last year where uh somebody had the fucking created character rap artist that had yeah, a bunch of followers and they ended up trying to cancel him because it was a white guy behind it. That thing is going to be a lot of those happening to where it's going to be people that are just capital. I mean, kind of to a degree, it's going to be like the same thing that happened in, say, the 40s and 50s and 30s and 20s, where we heard these songs that black people wrote and recorded, but they put white people on the cover and created white bands that made them famous off of it. I think I think there's that. And I think also there's like the music that I don't know, the way people complain about everything sounding the same and all that shit is like. It is very, like, digital manufactured music. Like, the days of, like, motherfuckers, like... God, it was some dude that went viral. Not viral. He's a producer. I can't remember his name. But he discussed, like, the importance of knowing how to make music and knowing how to play something or even understanding music and how that plays into you doing fucking, um, you know, music shit. And I don't know yet if there's an AI version that can play a guitar, can play the piano. Fuck the sounds. Like, the way, like, Quincy Jones is, you know, the ongoing joke is, like, nobody said nothing about Quincy actually being able to play an instrument, but he knows how to go. Take that pit-pat and put that over there. That is flat-out genuine human creativity. I don't know 
what music sounds like. It probably would get really weird and uniform. Like something like jazz. I don't even know what the fuck AI would do with that. All of that is just human creation. Like, was that? What was that? Miles? Was it Miles Davis or fucking? Um, it was somebody. I want to say it was Miles Davis. The story where, like, you know, we up on stage and I fuck up and this nigga just catches it and figures out it's oh, a whole, yeah. yeah, it's a whole other song or, you know, the Ray Charles shit where he's up there. Everybody just follow me. I don't know what this nigga's doing, but we're all, we're all creative and musicians enough to fucking figure it out. And you got a whole new set or whatever. So I just. Same thing with James Brown. Yeah. He was curating and orchestrating people to make a particular sound. And then you couldn't even barely understand what he was. But motherfucker. How the fucking nigga play? Hit him with the zip and zip and I don't want to end. I want to end. Nigga, is it G minor or what? What the fuck is it? Y'all niggas know how to play. No, I don't. G, I just. Hit him. Hit him with the uh. And then it go. And made. How do you play? Hall of Fame history. Speaking that way to his band because that's something that like you're expressing. That's something that's created from a human body as opposed to something that can't be replicated by an artificial intelligence. At least not yet. Maybe we'll get to a point where it can. I'm not gonna lie. I won't be gone by that time. I'll be long gone. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna lie. Like I love thinking about like long life and being a funny old man, but I want to be good and gone by well, the time that shit's fucking. Part of, uh, I won't say long gone because. Just within our life, well, from my life, I was here before internet, and I ain't even 40 yet. So we went from before internet to fucking, I can walk on the beach with somebody in another country in a virtual reality simulated whatever the fuck. And that's just within 36 years. So ain't no telling by the time I'm... 75 what it's gonna look like why don't y'all make teleportation thing it's a lot of people that's on these internet sites well you remember when tumblr was popping you know how many people could have got to fucking and probably fucking like live life if they had teleportation it was a nigga in 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 fucking brooklyn and he loved somebody who was uh in seattle and they couldn't meet because you motherfuckers didn't invent teleportation they won't give us access to the teleportation i'm not I I'd be trying not to, but the way the TikTok and I understand TikTok's going through a whole bunch of whatever, and I don't know enough. Like I'm not I'm not really here. I'm not here for my information ever. But I heard there's a bill that's gonna drop. Yeah, that's the alternative to try to combat this TikTok shit. It's just as bad. It's like Patriot Act ten times ten. Look it up. I'm not a fan. But what I'm talking about is the way TikTok has fucking just put my algorithm in a chokehold. You like three things. Them niggas like, got you, baby. What you, what you need? The, the fucking wormholes I have fallen fucking down. <laughs> and they've made shit long form now. And, and it be like vibes. And shit. It went from one day. It went from like niggas dancing. It was some funny videos. I saw two ass cheeks. Then it went to I have some philosophical shit. Government conspiracies, Nephilim. I was like, what the fuck part of TikTok am I on? I thought this was all motherfucking. I thought I was coming over here to well, laugh man, at the niggas. Woke part of TikTok? Bro, I thought I was coming over here to laugh at niggas gyrating their hips. And um, it's, it's, it's fucking drama on there. People getting, people are tagging motherfuckers and get. I thought I was coming to laugh. I was fucking scrolling through shit. What was God's baby brother name? God had a baby brother? Like, what the fuck was that? 
vibrations. Um, I found this manifest video. I'm going to post it at some point because I want you all to shut up. Um, it's a lot. They're doing the Internet is just interneting. And it is uh, in 37 years. Pretty much. But yes, they, I'm sure the shit exists. We oh, just ain't been given access to it. And I can understand that. Because you're like, well, if, if people they gave us the ability to teleport or whatever the case is, then that means we don't we don't have no need for planes. We don't have no need for transportation. Out of there. All these markets just crash. And they've been around, for, especially for vehicles. Vehicles have damn near been around since inception of the country for the most part. So what do we look like getting rid of that when these families have been eating off this money for so long? I will uh, say, yeah, we're the... I'm, I'm ready for fucking like Futurama where you just step in a tube and no I'm okay with that like I would like you know we're the, uh, you know I'm not really supporting his views but well outside of his terrible views on you know um, minorities um, <laughs> um, the whole freeze yourself thing I get it just wake up whenever cause I think they but I think they got a lot of that shit though because between aliens probably just flying over us and not fucking with us except these motherfuckers who Keep coming down. I think they're coming down here to probably get take get a checkup or something or get some of their people back because they're not coming down here to fuck with us. They we are fucking dumb. Between that and you know all them fucking information that the fucking CIA and NSA probably just keep to themselves. It's some shit. They got some shit. Them niggas be popping up. Jumpers exist probably. It's a bunch of niggas walking around like Sam Jackson, looking like paladins, and they don't have no names. They don't have no fingerprints. It's like MIB times twelve. It's, it exists. They're not going to get that shit to us. Absolutely not. At least not right now. Not right now. Oh, in, this is... In 30 years, maybe. Oh, this is a good one. That's some geeky shit. I'll take it. Let's get out the heavy. Let's... No, I'm about to make... I'm going to make it heavy, though. As you should. Thoughts on E3 being canceled for good. Is it for good? I know it was this year, but I didn't know it was for good. I didn't know it was for good, either. Damn. For good? I don't know. I don't know that I'm for it being canceled for good. I, I, I'm a fan of cons and spaces where um, all the geek nerd and just people who enjoy these things like have spaces to like, you know, grow and new things like that. But I do think I kind of, I can understand why it's not popping this year. And it was a video that I saw like maybe a day or two ago and it was um, the RDC dudes and they were discussing like games are ass now. Mm-hmm. And games are ass now because basically the games have no substance. Like I remember, like to this day, right? I remember um, playing Zelda as a kid. This is obviously like a heavy hitter. And obviously like still one of Nintendo's biggest things. The fucking new one's finna drop, I think, in a couple months, a couple weeks. So, um, but I remember play- obviously playing Zelda as a kid. Funny fun. I'm trying to whatever. I didn't beat it. I come back later. I beat Zelda, I think, the first time at the end of high school. And then I played through it again, like, sometime during college. And, like, each time, like, the story started to hit more. The more I'm maturing, the more I'm understanding things that are going on, the more I'm starting to feel bad for Link going through fucking, uh, you know, he's going through time travel. He's the only person that remembers this shit. All these traumas, all these issues. You play Majora's Mask, a whole other fucking boatload of issues. But these stories are really rich. These stories are really deep. You play um, God of War, and you think you start not playing God of War because you want to just fucking throw swords and axes and kill shit. I'm now extremely invested in the fucking relationship of this 
old traumatized warrior who had fuck, fucked up trauma with his dad and killing his daughter and fucking wife on accident and how that fucked with him. And now he's trying to be a good father race. I'm logged into this intricately woven story and these characters and all these other things that are happening. And I don't know, man, pick another one. I think Halo had a good story too. I was an Xbox guy though. But long and short of it is that a lot of games, I don't think have that. It's like a lot of, you know, they're kind of fun. They're cool, pew, pew. But when you start playing the story, playing the game, it's like, yo, this story doesn't make sense. I'm not really invested in this. When I make when as opposed to you have like the Zelda conversation, I've if you go on if you go on YouTube right now, YouTube or anything else that you give people enough time to like talk, there are motherfuckers who have dedicated like <laughs> these are like 30 minute, 40 minute, hour long things. Where they're like, let me talk to you about the philosophy behind Zelda. Mm-hmm. There was a video I found uh, maybe like a month ago, and there's this dude who I guess over the co- past couple of years, he's like, you know, graphic designer makes fucking obviously some type of content. And he made a he made his own story. He made the characters, which clearly, when you look at the timestamps, takes him years to make, probably mixed with his own life. And it's like the story after Majora's Mask. And he just made up a script, made up a story, built it off the backs of the stories he's, you know, connect. But people are connecting to these characters. And my thing with E3 is I don't think that many of these big companies, um, gaming companies, are making games that you can connect to. They're fun for a little bit. But their replay value is down, and I'm and you're not logged into these characters. I don't give a fuck what's going on with them. I give a shit about what's going on with Kratos. Cut that shit on. I don't know what's happening with my dog. What's going on? Where's 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 the trace? Where's Loki? What the fuck? Is this? Whoa! I'm logged in. I want to know what Link's going. I'm gonna buy that shit when it drops. I got it. I have a Switch specifically to play Zelda. I'm gonna find some other games, but I bought it solely for that reason. So, I mean, I can agree with that in the sense that. <laughs> Maybe five, maybe the last five or ten years, games have been made with the same formula of even they're giving games away free now because we just want you to be able to buy in-game content. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the story. Fucking even Call of Duty. Like, I think Call of Duty used to have decent story. Like, I used to like Call of Duty storylines. Yeah, I didn't care about zombies and all that other stuff. It's like they have dope gadgets and stories and how things are moving in the future and all this other stuff, these things could be turned into movies. And now it's just like, it's just online gameplay. They've, because we have gotten into a point where people can get paid to stream, to play video games, the story part doesn't matter anymore. It's just a matter of how you can achieve kills and all types of other stuff, how you can become ranked and this, that, and the other. So Mm -hmm. they're creating games strictly for that appeal. How can we appeal to someone staying on this game for hours and pumping more money into this game after paying us whatever forty dollars for the regular version? Or how can we get them to pay one hundred and fifty dollars not for extra areas and maps and stories, but you're paying one hundred and fifty dollars for extra skins and guns yeah. and things of that nature? So the 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 motivation for them creating games isn't to tell a wonderful story; it's to it's like fucking app games on your phone. It's really just to get your attention to stay there for long periods of time and then get you to start pumping more money into this thing that's going to take money from you and give you nothing in return. That's true. And yeah, I don't know. Like, that's, yeah, that's basically the thing that I feel like is ruining. Like, I remember, like, you know, I said, I've said it on here. Like, there was a time where you could stand, you know, stand fucking tall back in my day. And, um, you know, and really have the conversation that if you can watch a film, you can watch a show. And it could bring you to tears in like two hours because you've connected with these characters on screen. 
The same thing can be said for some of these better games. But I realize some of these shits now don't really have that. No. Like, you can play motherfucking shit for 10 hours and I know what the fuck is going on. Like, and also I know, like, that's a people thing. Because I forget what um, what specific Call of Duty was where I, like, um, I think, I mean, they all, everybody loved the fucking um, multiplayer thing. But I remember specifically there was one of them. And uh, I don't know which one it was. Man, I want to say it was maybe, like, one of the Modern Warfare's. Like it was avid. The nigga was like, "I don't give a fuck about the story. I'm playing solely to shoot niggas, which is which is yeah, fine." I think Modern Warfare kind of started it, but they had the robotic parts that they. Had I think that was the. Yeah, I think that was the one where that everybody was one was of like, the ones where people start transitioning away from the story just yep. to do the uh, battle royales and all that other stuff. Like yeah, and you know, and I know I don't know if maybe even even if it's like a generational thing, I will buy a fighting game, and. <laughs> That shit will take me however long because I'll play through every character. I want to know all their stories. I want to know their fucking And I'm, I am not the greatest <laughs> at fighting games. Fighting games chap my ass. For my hey. entire life, fighting games have been the bane of my existence because fighting against other people, I don't remember the moves. But to get through the story, I can understand how to beat the computer so that I can experience the story. When these last fucking Mortal Kombat's have come, I've, uh, yeah. I've bought all of them to follow the, the fucking story. story. That's the only reason. I still play. I still learn. You know, I don't have, like, I'm not great. But I'll play. I'll be playing enough to be good with somebody who's good. You niggas who know it by heart, I'll never. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't care. I don't I've never memorized that shit. But I'll be playing that shit for the, so I, my main focus is... What the fuck is going on with Scorpion? Oh, shit. If I know what's going on with Scorpion, I got to go over here and see what the fuck Sub-Zero is on. Mm -hmm. Damn. And all the stories combine and correlate and they run together or whatever words you want to use. I do so much stupid shit. Like, I play. Like, I'll fight. I'll make them fight. And I'll continuously fight the same so I can hear hear through all their fucking, oh, they got a connection connection. That's not a real. That's not a real initial. But that's a dope, intricate (laughs) thing of, like, this person in the cutscene before the fight. When they're with this person, they interact a whole lot differently. As with other people, it's a generic, like, I'm going to kick your ass. But with this person, it's like, oh, I see whatever. Insert something that has to do with the storyline. Just those little intricate details are dope. Something popped up on YouTube because all of my fucking, like, uh, algorithm there is, like, podcasts and fucking game shit. And somebody had done this. They had gone through because I don't have the downloaded thing. I didn't download, like, um, I want to say I have, like, ramp. I don't have Rambo. It was one pack where they had like they have Rambo Terminator and like fucking uh, um, RoboCop. And this is another weird intricate. That one. This is another weird intricate fact. Like if you watched all these movies, you understand the backstory. They give RoboCop sad fucking. Depending who he talks to, that shit gets fucking sad. There's a dialogue like, and it's fuck. It's literally. I'm such a pussy. It's fucking 15 seconds, and it's him talking to Rambo, and it was like. it was something's like your your government betrayed you too, and he was like, "It is how I'm programmed." I was like, "Fuck, nigga, they had a goddamn Murphy. Murphy got kids." <laughs> that shit is dope. <laughs> and I've invested. Oh, but I I have no I have no qualms about this anymore. I know I said that as a joke, but like I legit when I be watching motherfuckers, like, it was something that I was at work. One of my coworkers was watching. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to shit on people's stuff a little bit. Um. It was one of these like reality shows and I just couldn't give a shit. It was one of these like uh, it was one of these another love shows. Another one of those is popular. I don't even really know what it is anymore, but it was another one of those love shows. And it was like um, it was one time it was a love show. And then the other one other night it was um, the Tamar getting married 
and uh Oh, to the white dude. It was Tamar and Nivia. And somebody else, like three of them getting trying to get married or find whatever. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. And I just I try and I really tried to watch. I'm not saying this like I I watched it and I was like I could not I could not for the life of me figure out why the fuck I wouldn't watch this fucking back-to-back seasons episode after episode. Fast forward to last night. I finished this last season of My Hero. I almost had to they almost had to pick me up off the floor, man. That nigga fought when that nigga got when Deku and fucking got into it with class with class A and them niggas was all like just vomiting how they felt and they went to ride and get their helmet back. And that last one where him and Bakugo had their fucking little like that scene and then the scene where fucking um the nigga with the engines catch him in the sky. I was like, bitch, that is nothing better. This fucking peak cinema. Kiss my ass. The family traumas, the dad issues and abandonment and family nigga. layers of everything like that. And that's from, from an anime. We're starved trying to get that from movies. I had another conversation. But that's kind of similar to, I guess, why E3 could cancel certain shit because you can get that from an anime, but you can't get it from a video game. Video games just ain't built that way anymore and they're not even entirely you may have one game per year or something where they're trying to a little bit but Mm -hmm. they're not really going to those depths anymore so i guess this is my positive takeaway for what i'm hoping the e3 thing does is that they listen to a lot of the you know (laughs) listen to a lot of the community because a lot of people like talk about this shit online on their streaming services on like their on twitch whatever the fuck there's st- we are people are starved for like these more intricate, better games, games mm-hmm. that you know motherfuckers got to go back and fucking remake, you know, Resident Evil because that's the last time one of you niggas told a good story. <laughs> so I'm hoping maybe like somebody somewhere is sitting down and going, look, we're gonna drop good shit. We're gonna drop shit these people can connect with. We're gonna kind of get back to whatever because if you build it, they will come. Look at fucking Last of Us. Last yes. of Us is a great story in yes. video game, and now they've turned it into a hit series that is doing well. And you can still make your money from developing this game without it having to be now. But I think because technology moves so fast, people want to capitalize on making their money as quickly as possible, as opposed to like creating a storyline that'll be legendary and banking on maybe it being a movie. They don't want to take the risk of like an uncharted. Even though I don't think the Uncharted movie was terrible, but it wasn't terrible. Like it was, I don't know. I feel like, but I think I see. I think that is goes back to like taking the story seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm not even mad at Tom Holland and no shit like that. I feel like if if you make the fucking what am I trying to say? If you just play it close to the chest, I just don't. I feel like when you make these things, there are writers that made these stories that are intricate for a reason. When you play it close to the chest. You make a better film. I feel like he. I feel like he could have st- stood to be a little older, and you can make it. You can serious it up. Serious it up doesn't mean everybody has to die. Everybody got to cry with it. But there are certain things that you didn't need a joke here. It'll be funny later. You can make this fucking thing, the film it's you know supposed to be, or like you know, don't adapt the game, nigga. You could damn near make the fucking game, make a new level. You don't have to make it this specific thing. You could let us know from first from beginning hand. We're gonna make this game. Just like this, but it's like a almost like it's a different story, different game. Cool. And motherfuckers will buy that shit. I buy that shit. I mean fucking what's that damn game? Um what's that shit? Fortnite? Fortnite yeah. update 
anything for whatever newest movie is coming out. They got mm-hmm. skins and characters that are going to be on that popular movie. And even sports. They got fucking athletes, LeBron and them, that they've put on the game. You can quickly develop some shit. Yep. If you just be tapped in. It doesn't have to be that route, but you can still develop different levels of storylines or whatever the case is and continue. Like, games don't even have to end. You don't even have to have part twos of games anymore. I've been playing I've been playing Destiny. I'm about to say, they just released some shit for Destiny, didn't they? Yeah. And Destiny playing. 2 is, is fucking old. Yeah. Destiny 2 is years old, and they're just now still releasing more levels that, that you can buy. And that was a game that was critiqued for not having a good story. Nobody understood the lore. And it still kind of has that, but I think Destiny gets a pass because, you know, you like all the community shit. And the lore is kind of fucking intricate or in- intriguing. They, they, they're they trying, they're at least trying, I feel like, to, to back up and make a better story. I don't know if they mm-hmm. really, because I just started playing it again, so I have fucking packages that I have to download. But see, I'm not opposed to downloading an expansion pack if there's another story, right. I don't want to. I don't want just skins. I really don't give a fuck about that. But they'll At give all. you whole new games, and I'm like, okay, I can get with this. It's a little monotonous. It's a grinder type game. I know they have like MMO type things, whatever. But whatever. Super repetitive. But the same thing could be said for you niggas playing Diablo. Diablo's been going on for five fucking ever. Diablo's been going on since fucking PCs. Exactly. So I don't know, man. I feel like gave y'all a lot of stuff. Tell better stories. Connect. And listen to better music. I feel like this is... I've been jamming this shit for a couple days now. Because Ari can't lose. Um, thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Insert whatever stereotypical clothing... Closing statements that people put on their channel that has to do with liking, following, subscribing, and channels and social media and all of that stuff. Whatever you hear everybody else say on their channel when they're exiting out of stuff that takes them like three minutes to close out with little yeah bites and sounds and stuff. Insert that here, not yep. for us. Like we're not gonna do it, but you insert that pretend in your mind it. and pretend that we said it. Manifest it, and then you do those things. Yes, because manifestation is. It's real. Alright, man. <laughs> We're out here. Fucking pot in our asses. Fuck y'all. Excess tonight. Some sexy shit. Don't y'all hips move? Your hips move. No, because hips moving too much to get your significant other to leave you, apparently. <laughs> so. Y'all can't That boy couldn't survive At fucking Carnival He'd cry As soon as he get off the plane <laughs>